Welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Our desire is to remain in God's presence, explore His passions, and supply tools that serve and inspire our city. Cool. Everyone with me? All right. Well, um, I'm going to be in Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7 today. Melanie, you could put that up. And guys, I'm going for five to eight minutes today, uh, just, just with AC issues. Um, so let me turn there, Colossians 2, that is after Philippians. You know, I grew up Baptist, and so you, like, we, ha- we actually had, like, tournaments, you know, of, like, like, knowing the Bible. I'm, I'm also letting you into, like, how religious I kind of grew up in as well. So, like, we would have, like, these tournaments, <laughs> and, and it was, like, who can get to a book of the Bible the fastest, and then you would, like, step forward, and then, like, you win a medal, um, man, their heart was so good. Like the intention of it was so good. But man, like my, you know, my, my arrogance meter was like way up here because I would get to like Isaiah 55, you know, about the suffering servant a lot quicker than a lot of nine-year-olds, you know. And so, and we we ha- we sang like songs of like you know Genesis all the way to. Um, did anyone else learn songs about the books of the Bible? Am I the only one here? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. No. <laughs> And so we'd sing songs, we'd learn like acronyms, so, you know, uh, we learned uh, General Electric Power Company for Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. So that's, anyway, long story short, that's how I remember where Colossians is. Okay, cool. Pray for me as I, uh, God continues to unroot the religion out of me from growing up Baptist. That was, I'm kidding. (laughs) All right, Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7. Thank you, Melanie. I want to make this a little bit interactive here. I need your participation here. I know we got fans. We have children with us. Verse 6, it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus. How did you receive Christ Jesus? Okay. Came into our hearts? By faith, right? Man, in this world, it's a little bit different. I mean, it's not so much like a system of receiving, you know? I, I don't know about you, but, but it's more like, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> it's more of like an achieving system. So it's like we come to Christ, and then we, you know, we get put in tournaments, right? We get our medals, or maybe like 1% of us do. But, but isn't it like come to Jesus, now we've got to do our quiet time, we need to tithe, we need to participate. We need to volunteer. Has anyone had this experience? I'm not trying to knock the church. I'm not trying to knock anyone in here that's done that. But when I look at scripture, it says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. I mean, I, I was looking at little Rex here. You know, he, he didn't know what he's doing. He's like up here, you know, and someone's like trying to drag him off. And he's like, no, you're not. And he starts like starting to lean back and gets his weight into it. And he's going to like cement himself on the, on the stage up here. Brother's got no idea. <laughs> you know, he's totally uninhibited. He's, he just, he's just to- totally himself. But don't we all get into a pattern of learning to follow right and wrong in do's and don'ts? Man, it... It's time for the church, let me, let me rephrase this differently, we need to learn to start living not in a system of do's and don'ts, but life and death. 
We were never made, never, 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 never made to live from what's right and wrong. We are always made to live from the life-giving source. So every day we have a choice. We could choose Jesus Christ. He's the second Adam, and he is the life-giving source. Or we could choose the first Adam, which is where we're walking in our flesh or a system of do's and don'ts. And it says, rooted and built up in him. Man, I got to ask, do you really believe that you're rooted and built up in him? Grounded? in the faith and it says as you have been taught has it what, what they're really saying is like walking they want you to walk in the spirit has anyone ever modeled out to you like hey this is this is how you walk in the spirit <laughs> like here's your menu options you get a b c and d and i'm going to show you how to do it let's go take this journey come on anyone And there's, there's, not, there's not many. We got, we got a few hands raised, and I'm not trying to pick on hands raised versus not. But, but I, I truly believe this is a life, not only of faith, but, but of discipleship. Right. To where, and, and man, it's not instant. Yes, when he comes into us, it's instant. We're made holy, righteous, and worthy immediately. And man, that's good news. But instead of saying, hey, Shane, grab your Bible. I need you to tithe more. I need you to do your quiet time three times a day. I need you to do all these activities. Now, please hear me. We want to do those things. Performance is a good thing, but it's only life-giving when we receive his life and then it flows out of us. Are y'all feeling me this morning? I got two more minutes. as you have been taught. I'm telling you guys, we're, we're headed in a direction with Cedar House that I don't really know where we're going. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what tomorrow looks like. I don't know what next Sunday looks like. I don't know what December looks like. But I invite you to come on us with this journey. And I invite you to come into a place that you start receiving. You know, I, I've been burnt out before in this whole thing called religion. I've done a lot of fleshly activity thinking that I knew more scripture than you. I was more holier than you. I was doing more Christian activity than you. And Jesus let me go to that place, and then he let me die. And I'm still on that journey. But he wanted to me to get there so that his life, so that as, as, as I receive his life, and let the peace of Christ rule in my hearts. And he's like, now you're ready, son. <laughs> in Galatians 5, it says, those who are in Christ, we have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Not only in consistency and steadfast is the new radical, but so is discipline. And I'm not saying that's not a, a religious thing. But as Jesus Christ disciples us, we start walking in the Zoe, endless, never-ending love of God 24-7. That's what I'm talking about. And then, here's the measuring stick. Abounding in it with what? Thankfulness. Gratitude. 
you know, we talk about the will of God a lot. Like, what is the will of God for my life? Well, I know for sure the will of God in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18, it says that you rejoice always, you pray without ceasing, and you what? You give thanks. This is the measure of a believer that his life is flowing in and out. And regardless what my eyes see, on a Monday through Saturday or Monday through Sunday, I'm living from this river, this river of living water. You know, in John 7, what I was reading earlier, he says, out of you will fro- flow rivers of living water. He actually says, in your belly. <laughs> so go, go ahead and actually don't, don't point to your belly. No, he's, he's not really talking about your abdomen. He's actually talking about your inner being, like what's inside of you. But out of you, there's going to be a, a spring, a river that will never stop flowing. And it's a picture of what happened in Exodus. Remember when Moses hit the rock? They were in the dry desert, the wilderness. And in a dry place, Jesus became their water, their drink. And so he's offering that to us as we receive him, as we receive him by faith. Man, it takes a long time to get out of of a habit of what we're doing or what we've been taught, or what we've been told. But man, by the grace of God, if we can be receivers of his kingdom, receivers of his life, that's not a passive thing. That's the most active thing you will ever do. You work to rest. You work to let his life flow from you. That's, that's actually a lot of work. I could go on for 45 minutes, but I'm, I'm not. I'm going to invite Shauna to come up here. Um, Shauna, you can come on up. Um, I, I wanted Shauna to come up here because her and I have been talking a little bit the last few months about what I believe has been going on in, in our, our local body, the, the body of Christ. Um, and she's been referencing uh, John chapter 15, you know, about abiding in him, about a cleansing, about a purging. And I, I loved her heart on it, her perspective. And uh, I, I wanted her to, to give a, a fresh word on it. So I invite you to receive as she's, she's going to share, and then we'll have a little bit of ministry time. I'm going to try to get through this. Um, if I've spent time with you in the last six months, you've probably heard me talk about John 15 because I cannot get away from it right now and then I started to realize it's not probably just me it's a season that the body's in right now and probably not even just our own I think this is for believers everywhere Um, but the main point of John 15 is the first two verses I wanted to read I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. And if y'all are here today, I'm going to tell you, you're one of the branches that's getting pruned. Because 
there have been a lot of branches that have been taken away these last two years. And we pray that they come back. But right now, we're standing with the remnant. And the Lord has good plans for you. And he wants your life to bear fruit. But the way that we bear fruit is first to go through this pruning process. And I don't think that process ever ends. But I do think it gets easier when we learn how to surrender to it. But most... He agrees. There it is. <laughs> Most of the time, uh, we fight it. That's what our flesh wants to do. Our flesh does not like being pruned because it's not comfortable. It's not easy. And our self-protection rises up and we say, this isn't right. And this isn't fair. And it's this person's fault. And it's this situation. And I'm the victim. And I'm offended. And you know what? We're offended with the Lord when we say that. Because when Jesus went to the cross, he didn't say, this is Judas's fault. He said, this is your will for me, Lord. And Judas was just doing the part that he needed to play. So we're all going through stuff right now. I've been talking to a lot of you. Everybody's weary. Everybody's going through hard things in their marriage or in their family or in their job for us it's termites right now <sighs> um, but if we can just look to him if we can just trust him if we can make it not about our brother or our sister and the pruning that they need to go through if we can look at our own heart and let the Lord say, what is it in me? What do you need to prune in me? Because I want my life to have fruit. And I don't want to look the same five years from now that I look today. So I thank you for those termites. Right now, Jesus. Um, and I just want to pray for us real quick. After that, I'm going to invite Sam up. Um, Maybe we can have a time of repentance of just surrendering our fighting of the pruning and um, seeking the Lord for what is he trying to do. And he's going to show you what that fruit is. I believe he's going to give glimpses of it over the next week even. And that's going to keep us going. But sometimes we don't get to see it right away. So, Father, I just bless my brothers and sisters in this room. I bless this body. I thank you for the work that you're doing in us, Lord Jesus. I thank you that we are choosing you, even when this world doesn't want us to. And it's getting harder and harder to choose you every day, but you're making us stronger. You're bringing our roots down even deeper. And our fruit is going to be so good because of that. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that your plan for us is not inside these four walls. We are to be a body that transforms the city. We bring heaven to earth. That's what you told us to pray. So show us how to do that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you, Shauna. Yeah. <clears throat> 
you know, ev every Sunday I, I try and read the room, you know, try and try and pray a little bit and get it get a temperature, not not a hot or cold, but spiritual temperature. I'm believing, at least I'm seeing. To, I, I just feel like, not feel, but I believe that there are people who are just struggling with questions. That, and then also I, I think there's some people in here that might have been hurt or maybe had some unmet expectations by church or by religion. So if you can just sit on that for a second. I'm, I'm going to have Vicky play a song here by, by a, a guy who I, I love and honor. His name's Jeremy Camp. The song is called The Answer. I'm going to have Micah stop playing the, the guitar here in a little bit. Then we'll just have a little bit of ministry time. Man, there's just so many things going on in the world right now. So many things. And it's so easy to, to look horizontally at Finley running across the stage. I'm being silly. I, ho I hope she does it again. Gas prices, the markets, you know, Roe versus Wade, whatever it is. And God, God's in all of it. You know, but it's, but it's where that, that, that governs us and that robs us from our peace and joy. And so I'm going to have Vicki play this, this song by Jeremy Camp. Just focus on the words. I invite you to close your eyes. Just let your ears do the listening. So just close your eyes. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cedarhousechurch.com.